is up, Fantasy Fam? Back again this wonderful Wednesday night to discuss draft stock uh, when it comes to your upcoming drafts, whether it's now, in the future. Uh, thanks to draft, thanks to the NFL draft, and thanks to, um, to free agency. Because those, those things, those, those two wonderful things that happen in the dead of winter, the, the NFL draft in the spring and then free agency in March, they have a huge impact on existing players on those teams, existing scenarios. So we're going to dive into that in this episode um, because you know, some, of these, some of these players we haven't talked about in a very long time and we might be thinking everything is kosher uh, when it might not be. But it might not be. Yeah, it might not be. So we're going we're gonna to dive into that later on. Uh, but first, we have some other, some other news we would love to discuss. Our, uh, <laughs> I, know it's, I know it's been like two weeks, but there was a documentary the other day. I didn't watch it. I, I have to. I heard it was pretty awesome. Though. So, like, it was so pretty I, watched, emotional. I watched the first like 25, 20 minutes. And it's the, yeah, when they do the first read through and everything, it's emotional when he figures out what he's, you know, first of all, we're talking about Game of Thrones, if nobody else was wondering. Um, I don't remember what the name of the documentary actually is. Who cares? But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you see John get emotional and you see him get upset. You see everyone kind of, you know, you see Varys. The worst is, is Lord Varys. When oh my God. He just throws his script. He's pissed. Um, but yeah, you see, it, it just ended so abruptly. They just, yeah, and they also, the, the documentary, I think, focused, it focused a lot on behind the scenes of like, you know, how they make certain things, how they prepare the sets, how they prepare the scenery, which is awesome. I'm, that I'm not, I like to see. I yeah, thought that really I'm more interested cool. in. I thought it was very cool, but like, you're doing it so late in the game. Like, this is seasons, this is the last season. Like, why would you do it now? Like, I thought that would have been cool, like, if you had done this in some way in the middle of this, you know, the, the show. Give but, people closure. I guess. Yeah, like, I think this was a way of, like, trying to, like, you know, finalize everything, but, like, it just, I, I, I didn't understand why they put it out, like, right now, but whatever. Um, uh, interesting. And, and Kit, we, uh, you know, we wish you well, you. my man. You, so. One of the best performances in, in, uh, in TV history, Jon Snow. So, everybody needs some help sometimes, and he's going through it, so best of luck to you. Yeah, man. Uh, our Game of Thrones draft... Now, the last episode was amazing because so many people were still in it, but then some people sadly left, such as Danny. So I lost points on that. But in the end, it was Bran. Bran the Broken. Whatever the hell that means. Yeah, he's can we? Can, he's broken, all right. Can we talk about that for a second? Like, there t- like there's a scene, I forget what season it is, where they like saying he's the Lord of, he should be the Lord of Winterfell and he beat us and that. And he goes, I can't be that. I am nobody. I am the three-eyed raven. And exactly. Now you're going to be king. I knew it all along. Thanks, guys. Like, no, you did it. No, like, what? no, you did. Like, no, you did. <laughs> why, why would you do that? I don't get it. Because like when he, yeah, he came back from past the wall and they were like, oh, Bran, you know, like you're the true heir to Winterfell. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm the three-eyed raven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, mm. like yeah. Okay, so now all of a sudden they offer you the king. That's like being offered like a really bad position at work. Exactly. And then a better one comes along and you're like, you turn the first one down. You're like, I'll take it. Done. <laughs> like, Sign me up. Are you, what? What happened? So like, team brother had him. So he got an extra 50 points on top of the 10 because he was still alive. And he ended up winning by seven. Uh, and he is unfortunately not with us, but he's actually in Toronto for work. Watching the finals, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so have fun there. Yeah, must be nice. Right? Um, so he won 194, and then me, Schven, second with 187, and then Keele. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Pulling in the rear with 127. Thank you that's, for playing. That's a bad rear. You don't get a participation ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was a pretty, it was a pretty sad rear. 
Yeah. So. Um, Whatever. So some pretty big news. We are, so we just met a, a, a new friend online, reached out, Josh Black. My man uh, will be writing articles for our website. So that is a pretty big announcement. Um, our first ever written article on the website. Uh, that's Josh Black. His Twitter handle is at FF underscore J Black. So be sure to check him out whenever, whenever he drops a new article. We'll be sure to announce it and whatnot so that you guys can check it out. His latest one was about top five rookie running backs that will see touches. So be sure to check that out. It's on our, web, it's on our uh, homepage and our articles. Uh, you just go to thefantasyfam.com. You'll be able to find it. Yeah, it's completely awesome. I love this. You know, we we started out as, you know, purely podcasting, purely speaking with our voices, and now we have a written content um, and the ability to, you know, have readers be able to, you know, come to our website, see great articles, great content, um, because, you know, twofold. Some people don't have the time to read, so they listen. Some people don't have the time to listen, so they read. So it's, you know, it works, it works both ways. So it's awesome. Great to have you aboard. Yes. Welcome officially to the fam. <laughs> Um, so let's just jump into this. I mean, I, I am very excited. I think this is a very interesting topic. Um, it's talking about, you know, some players, some teams that were affected, whether in a good way, a bad way, or, you know, maybe a gray area, uh, thanks to the NFL draft and the, who their team selected, and thanks to free agency and who their team might have uh, taken, not taken, traded, whatever. And um, coach and coaching changes. Yeah, coaching changes matter. That's, that's the thing. That's very big. That's very important. Coaching changes matter just as much as anything else. Um, so, you know, like we said, there's there's some play, there's some players and some teams that were hurt, and their stock was hurt. There are some ones where their stock went up because of certain decisions that were made, and there's some that kind of have a gray area. We don't really know for sure what's going to happen. So, give me give me one give me one of your. Let's start with hurt. Let's start with some some guys that really their their stock was hurt because of, you know, whoever their team drafted or, you know, free agency or whatever it may be? Uh, so, I mean, we talked about this one before. You actually brought him up. And I – because it happened so earlier, you know, in the free agency that I kind of just, like, overlooked it. But Antonio Brown. Hmm. Yeah. He's, going, he's going from Big Ben to Derek Carr. Now, you can't take the talent away from Antonio. I, I mean, he is – one of the most talented, you can even say he is the most talented wide receiver, and you would like you wouldn't be wrong. But Derek Carr ugh, isn't really that good. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean th- that alone. Let's 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 talk. But just- I think his stock. I still think he's a wide receiver one. <sighs> very very low, very very low end. I can see him finishing as a wide receiver one, but I can <sighs> also see him finishing at like the top of tier two. Okay. Talent-wise, I agree. He is a tier, you know, he's a top wide receiver one. But look, look at last year alone. Big Ben, 675 attempts. I, I mean, that's, that's, that, that's just absurd. That's a, that's a lot of attempts. Derek Carr last year, 553 attempts. Okay. It's still, which is still a good 120 amount. 120 less attempts. Okay, fine. Completion percentage is a different story, okay? Because completion percentage... Derek Carr actually has a better completion percentage when it comes, you know, to the comparison between him and Big Ben. 5,100 yards for Big Ben, 34 touchdowns. Then he also had Juju. So you yeah, can't I understand. Really, you can't really look but at that. 19 and 10, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions for Derek Carr. Okay. Wow. 4,000 yards. Ah, really? Okay. 
4,000 yards, which is the most of his career, which everyone was touting him for. However, the least amount of touchdowns of his career. Yes, we had Antonio. We had his 10-plus touchdown potential. But that's the thing. His touchdown potential is 10. That's, that's it. Okay? He is going to become a lesser valuable Julio. Yardage there, receptions there, touchdowns not as much there. Well, they lost Jared Cook. So their tight end situation is Ugh. in the hands of a rookie. Darren Waller is actually getting the reps. Right? So it's like – so that's, that situation is completely out. I mean, they, they signed what? Tyrell Williams too, which, you know, that's, that's a good, I guess, compliment to have like a somewhat of a deep threat. But they also got Josh Jacobs, who is a three down, not necessarily a, a passing back. I mean, they actually have some pretty decent ones in Jalen Richard and then, you know, Washington – isn't awful, but I, th- I think Josh Jacobs, I think they're going to want to establish the run, but Antonio will definitely get his, he, they're going to be losing. That's the thing. They're going to be losing. Yeah, so they they're going to be throwing 4,000 yards for Derek Carr last year. And who did he have? Who I know that's, going to? that's actually that's very, the sad yeah, thing. <laughs> that is, that's true. Um, the fact that they had no, I mean, no one to throw to. Like he had no one. He literally Jared had Jared Cook. Cook. That's Jared it. Cook. Um, and Jordy yeah. Nelson for one week. Four games, four games of, of Amari Cooper. Five, what, six games of Amari Cooper? And um, he didn't even of. get the ball to him. Yeah, kind of. So, yeah, I, I think that's one where I'm going to lean with you on that one. I think it is a hurt. I definitely think that, you know, when comparing Carr versus Ben, um, comparing, you know, draft stock on, AD, you know, ADP on where uh, Antonio is going to go, I just it, – I think it hurt his stock for sure. I think everybody will agree in that. It's just about returning value. Um. For me, my, my biggest one, actually, is someone I was super high on um, going into this year. Well, this is before this happened, but is, is, is David Njoku. David Njoku's stock takes a hit for me solely because of Odell Beckham. Oh, I mean, you don't and, have to say anything else. I mean, that's the thing is, yeah, you're looking at Jarvis Landry, who's already, you know, made an impact on this offense, 149 targets for Jarvis. But you're talking about a guy like Odell who's going to command 150 targets. You're talking about two guys between 140 and 160 targets each. That's 300-plus targets just for those two. You add in Antonio Callaway. You add in – Who they want to get the ball right. to. You add in Rashard Higgins. You add in, you know, uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb out of the backfield. Yeah. They're going to want to you pass the ball if they, keep Duke, if they keep Duke Johnson, you add in Duke Johnson. Like, what is there left – for someone like um, David Njoku. And I like David Njoku. I think he had a very um, good end of the season. Um, I think he performed better than I thought he would. And he was in that conversation for tight end, you know, eight, tight end, nine, tight end, 10. But if Baker is going to be throwing the ball, say 600 times, which is, I think is a nice number, maybe 625. Wow. That's attempts. Where, where are the, like, if they're being spread out, think about it. Just eliminate 300 right there off the top. Off of Landry and, oh, Landry and Beckham. Beckham. You then add another maybe 100 total for Higgins and um, for Callaway. You're left with like 250 targets at most to then spread out amongst everyone else. That's not enough. David Njoku's then going to have, have to be touchdown dependent, which we know what they're going to do. Nick Chubb's going to want to run the ball. We're going to get a lot of you know, red zone touchdowns from him. I, ugh, and I don't love it. I mean, he finished ninth. He finished ninth last season. He did. He finished. He finished better than I thought he would. Let's put it that way. If if anything, you can look out on the flip side too. That adding Beckham could move the safeties a little bit. Like you have that presence, and you got Jarvis Landry on the outside. Najoku could just eat up that middle. 
Yeah, this isn't or a bad go to that next level. You this know isn't I mean? a bad problem for the, oh. for the Cleveland Browns. This is a great problem for the Cleveland Browns. For Baker? <laughs> yeah. That's why we tr- like that's why it's so important I think to talk about these things because people think like, you know, oh, it's they have so many weapons and it's, you know, there is a difference. Like I, I, Team-wise and fantasy-wise. Yeah, from a football perspective, it's great to have options. From a oh, fantasy it's perspective, it's terrible to have options. Which is why you stay away from the 49ers. Yeah, 49ers. Are <laughs> Cleveland, you know, in certain situations could be a perfect example. So I just uh, – I don't, I don't love it. Um, but I still think Njoku is going to be a top, you know, 11, 12 guy. But if he's going to be drafted as tight end seven, I'm out. That's, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, just, I just don't love it. Um, anyone else? Any any other uh, guys that you think got their stock hurt or potential ADP hurt because of past season? I I, I really really want to say like I don't think his stock's going to get hurt, but I'm a little skeptical about Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I mean, we saw him play with Big Ben. Big Ben is a very good quarterback. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He two Super yeah. Bowls. Yeah, we're we're also seeing that Pittsburgh is a scheme fit too. I love Le'Veon Bell, and I'm happy my Jets signed him. But it's of it's course Pittsburgh scheme. It's that Pittsburgh scheme. It so that's so that right there. Now, if 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 I can get Le Bell, middle of the second, late second, or you know, like if he's falling, or if, but he chances are he probably will not. Right, he's a late. I just he's a late I, first. I don't think. Yes, the Jets are going to get him involved. You have to. You have to really see how talented this guy is now, though. With someone like Sam Darnold commanding right. that offense. Don't don't say Sam <laughs> Darnold with such skepticism in your voice, right? Like, but Sam Darnold. Plus, yeah. he's going to be fine. He's not playing with Antonio Brown and, like, Juju on the outside. or He never got to play with Juju, did he? Once? Or that was year two. Yeah, one year with Juju. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah one year. But right. you, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know you mean. I didn't mean it. So, so I'm, a little, I'm a little bit skeptical about him. The only thing I'll say about that Jets offense is that I think they're going to try to return to that ground and pound where I think he's going to get every chance in the world. He's a safety blanket for a, you know, a young quarterback. So you're looking at 60 to 75 potential receptions. Um, they're going to give him the rock a lot, 250 carries or more. You know, Elijah McGuire is a, a you know, a, a complimentary back at best. So I think that Le'Veon Bell, while he might not have the same impact he had in in Pittsburgh in regards to like touchdowns, I think he's going to have just just as much volume. So that's what I'll say. I like it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the hope as a Jets fan, as a fantasy, you know, exactly <laughs> it's, owner it's the hope. You know what I mean? Like it's the hope, but I can't say anything more than that. I just know that there's you know there there is a lot of data to prove that the Jets were going to want to run the ball. You signed him for a lot of money. That's why. That, that you did. You know what I mean? So. All right, anyway, let's, let's turn to some guys that got their, their stock was helped. Um, it could be for, because no one else was drafted, you know, to replace them. Or no one was brought in free agency to replace so them. So many. Yeah, I mean. So many all, of these guys. It's just luck of the draw. It could be they have faith in you. That could be that no one fell to them. Who knows? Um, so, I mean, I'll start with my, my biggest one. By far my biggest one. He is the number one running back in fantasy this year, okay? And I might not have him ranked that way, but I think he is going to finish that way, and that is David Johnson, okay? He is, what, two years removed from one of the best seasons for a running back in the last 20-plus years. DJ2K. You bring in Cliff Kingsbury. You bring in Kyler Murray. You tell everybody you're going to run the shotgun offense almost exclusively. I mean, that's, that'd be pretty badass. What is stopping David Johnson from having 100 receptions? What is stopping him from having 1,000 yards receiving? 
He is going to be the second look in that offense, maybe the first. I mean, a blown knee. Cur- yeah, that's the only thing is an injury. It's the injury <laughs> would be the only thing. But I mean, if we're if you're speaking just on the surface now, what is stopping him from getting you know 250 reception, uh, 250 um, rushes, 100 receptions? You know, even if it's 10 touchdowns to 12 touchdowns total, it's purely volume. I mean, that offense is going to be high power, and they're probably going to be losing. I don't know. I, I have them as a seven and nine kind of team. I don't think they're going to be as bad as people think. Uh, yeah. That's because I have Kyler Murray a lot higher than most people, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I think DJ is, he's going in that like mid to late first round. You're looking at him in, you know, that one seven to one nine pick. Depending. Some, some people, but the thing is, is some people are, are burned by him because last year they took him at like the one three and he finishes the one nine, which Sounds okay, but for most of that year, he sucked. I mean, he didn't well, do anything. Well, we knew Sam Bradford wasn't going to do crap. Or, or Josh Rosen. And then Josh Rosen wasn't going to do shit. So. But his, 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 ADP, his ADP is now perfect for me because they did bring in so many things to help them, supporting cast-wise. Offensive, right? Oh, yeah. You know, they have stuff surrounded David Johnson with tools and weapons and everything to be a number one fantasy running back. So for me, he is the biggest one. I mean, if I I'm I am just hoping and praying for that one six or one seven pick. Ooh. Anyway, but that's my that's my biggest uh, help so far this year um, for someone who actually benefited from the draft and from free agency. I, I'm between two. One of them everybody's talking about right now. Well, you, can, you can mention Godwin. them both. You can mention Chris, both. Chris, yeah, Chris Godwin. Godwin. I mean, he is. He had over 800 yards and seven touchdowns last year, like that. I actually didn't even like believe that his stats were that decent. Now insert quarterback guru, Bruce Arians, who made Carson Balmer look amazing in his like last yeah. two years in Arizona. Come on. Jameis is still insanely young. They didn't draft any running backs. So they, they have pure faith in Peyton Barber. They probably, they right? probably should have. <laughs> and Ronald Jones. Exactly. I know. But Okay. Deshaun Jackson, Adam Humphreys, no longer there. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, both are going to go over 1,000 yards. I don't want to say both go over 10 touchdowns because I think he's going to like throwing a Cameron Brait or O.J. Howard in the, end, in, the, in the red zone, which I would be okay with. But Chris Godwin, biggest uh, – he's got to be one of the biggest beneficiaries of what happened – by those yeah. two guys leaving. They have Brashad, Brashad Perryman. Yeah, He's that's another one fun one. Like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just piggyback on that. My, one of my biggest ones this, this season was someone like Jameis Winston. Ooh. Jameis Winston takes a huge step up with the hiring of Bruce Arians. I mean, I, He's, he's been known in the past as that quarterback whisperer, that, uh, that guy who can you know, mold any quarterback um, under his wing into what, he they, is. Should, what, what they should be. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, the proof was in the pudding with Carson Palmer when he was in Arizona. You look at the 2015 season, the 2016 season, 40, you know, 4,200 yards, 4,600 yards, 35 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns, cut down on his intercept, interception totals. I mean, you're and talking about good teams. Yeah, like QB rating, actually, yeah, they were winning yeah. records. I mean, that in 2015, Carson Palmer had a QB rating of almost one, uh, 105. I mean, wow. just an unbelievable season. So I, I think this helps Jameis. Jameis is in a crucial, crucial season. Um, and by the hiring of Bruce Arians kind of puts a little bit more faith in that because they do have the option next year with Jameis of what they're going to do um, since it would be his fifth year option. 
And uh, I just, you hire Bruce Arians. You now you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you have OJ Howard. You're trying to be better on offense. The defense, we know, sucks. But um, from a fantasy perspective, I think Jameis, with these weapons and this coach, uh, I think he could be a fringe quarterback one, 13, 14 range, give or take. I'm okay. Yeah. I think he, I think his stock is helped just by the coaching um, scenario. Oh yeah. And then, well, I mean, I, th- I still think he would have had a great season with Humphreys or Djax still there, but oh, I wish that, I wish that definitely helps. There. I know. I, w- right? I wish Humphreys was still there. Don't go to Tennessee. Don't go to Tennessee. Uh, another one is I'm, I'm really hoping that people just aren't believers in him. Cause I am this season now that Adam Gase is no longer there in Miami, but Kenyon Drake, Love me some Kenyon Drake. Yeah. This this is gonna be the season. Um <laughs> I feel like this is I feel like this it's is It's not like, a Jordan Howard situation. It's no, I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is being like a, like the fan of a team that like always sucks and then you all go into the season and you're always like this is the year. They're gonna do it. This They're gonna do it. This is, is it. This is it. Oh, it's like it, what is it? It's like Major League. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. what I was thinking. It's Cleveland Indians. That's exactly we're like, what I was thinking. We're, of. we're Randy Quaid. We're Dennis yeah, Quaid. Yeah. Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought of. Is like the fact that it's like major league when they're like, nah, they can do it. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But we'll see. Kenny, we'll see. Kenny and Drake, that's a good one. Actually, I I had him on my radar as well um, for this. You know, for much much more of a impact this year than he had last year. That's for sure. He better clear like when he's actually given the opportunity, he can do very well. I mean, what was it? Two years ago that he actually had the very like the the very good season, I believe, because last year, not that good. That's why he got way overdrafted. Well, yeah, and then Frank Gore siphoning right carries away from him. You're losing now 156 carries from Frank Gore. 722 yards are gone. I mean, you got Brian Fitzpatrick, who can who can air it out. So that may put the safeties back a little bit if he's still playing before Josh Rosen steps in. Kalen Balaj, I could see him taking a couple carries here and there. That's about it. I think Kenyon Drake is a three-down back. We've seen that he can actually catch from the backfield and run. I mean, the guy the guy is elusive. He's good. He's still young. Yeah, and for a guy that hasn't had lower than 4.5 yards per carry in his in his first three years in the league, why is he not getting the ball more? A guy who can catch 40-plus passes, 50-plus passes. I'm going I mean, to say even, like, 60. Yeah, he I has the potential to catch that. Oh, yeah. I just think Adam Gase did not like him. I didn't. I just don't think he wanted to use him. He didn't fit what Adam Gase wanted. I don't know if he just I, – I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, don't, I don't Gase doesn't value the running back, as we all know now. But – Well, because clearly he didn't yeah. want, you know, let him go there. But Kenyon Drake – I have no problem seeing him being drafted in the fourth or fifth round, finish or fourth round, we'll say, finishing as a running back one. He is the running back twenty-eight right now. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a low end running back two. Uh, James three, White. James or, White is no, right no, above him. Is right yeah, ahead. That's a, him. that's a high end running back three. Sorry, I can't do math. Freak um, is ahead of him. Josh Jacobs. Uh, I can see Josh Jacobs clearly because they're yeah, just volume yeah. exactly volume based. Darius Geis, Mark mm-hmm. Ingram. Ingram, well, I can see. I, like. I like Ingram. Guys, first of all, isn't even healthy yet. <laughs> and they still have Adrian Peterson, who I, I don't see how he's higher than someone like Kenyon Drake, though. But that's fine. Yeah. Draft Darius Guys. I'll take Kenyon Drake after that. If he turns out to be my running back three and I could get someone like DJ, oh, my God. Ooh. Wow. 
Wow. Sign me up. So my fi- my my final um, person who their draft stock was helped mightily, and that's for like four reasons. Um, yes, he is coming back from an injury which he missed most, if not all, of the year. Um, but he is not too far removed from being a running back one in consecutive years and being the running back number one uh, a few years back. And that is Devonta Freeman. Okay? Oh. Devonta Freeman had a great offseason. Okay? He's rehabbing from his injury, but he loses Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman goes and joins the crowded backfield in San Francisco. See ya. Ito Smith is a, just a backup. That is all Ito Smith is, is a backup. Yeah. That's not even – forget all of that. With their first two, two rounds picks, with their first, their first few picks in the draft, the Atlanta Falcons take a right guard and a right tackle for the future. Yup. They add in James Carpenter – all right, was he? Yeah, they had in James Carpenter. So now your offensive line is turning into potentially one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Oh, give me Julio. Okay, <laughs> one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You lose Tevin Coleman. You add in a healthy Devonta Freeman. You're talking about 250 carries. You're talking about 55 plus receptions. Yes, the offensive coordinator situation has always been kind of iffy. Sarkeesian's no longer there anymore. Yes, I know. That's why. Of course, they get into a groove. And I know people are, your brother especially will have this, where, you know, they finally get to a groove with Sarkeesian. And, you know, Tevin Coleman actually, you know, looks a little better. um, And Matt Ryan looks a little better. And Julio looks better. But you know what? What we've seen from this Atlanta Falcons team is grit and the fact that they can add in great offensive line pieces and Devonta Freeman has no competition. I don't like, see at all. I don't see a world where he doesn't get 300 touches, 250 he, rushes, 50 receptions. He better stay healthy. That's yeah. All, that's, that's all I'm saying. Like if he does not, look, like, we're not talking health here. <laughs> he, he, he has to. So the guy besides his first season, which he really didn't get the ball that much. He only got 65 carries over four yards per carry. The year, the I think the one year, um, what is it? Yeah, he had four four yards, four point eight, four point four, and then hell, even last year when he had his fourteen rushes for sixty eight yards, that's four point nine yards per carry. That there's the silver lining in that. I mean, we're grasping at straws a little bit, but hey, you know what? But and guess but who's you, going after? He's going. He's being drafted after Leonard Fournette. He's being drafted after Derrick Henry. He's being drafted after Damian Williams around the same time as Sony Michelle. Right Ooh. after Kerryon Johnson. Look, and that's okay. Wow. Perfect pivot, by the way. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, my point is, is that you're talking about a guy who's proven to do it while his injury history is a kind of against him. I don't care. I, I last season. Last history, exactly. It's not even history. I'm sick of people thinking one even one season is history. Even two seasons ago, he did. He missed two games, so. Right. whatever. I mean, it, but. Yeah, this season will be the tell-all. Losing Tevin Coleman is huge. Oh, it's so big. For him. Reception-wise, rushing attempt-wise. Okay. I don't think they have anyone else. Edo Smith. But, like, that's what I'm, like, there's, besides Edo. No, they have no They one. have no one else. No. So, <laughs> that's why I love that case scenario. I think they, if they were going to help him out, that, you know, if they were going to, you know, lessen his workload they would have drafted a running back they would have gone out and signed a running back to be you know instead of Tevin for cheaper but nope they did not so here's how you said okay we're talking about stock of free agency and um what people say like you said great pivot do you think and then you'll you'll see where I'm going with this question do you think CJ Anderson that was a fluke last year okay (laughs) you can answer first and then okay 
Do I think it was a fluke last year? Yes. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I do for a few reasons. One is because that Los Angeles Rams offense was pretty dynamic and they did have such, you know, just good all around. They have yeah, strong wide receiving wide receiver options, you know, a good offensive mind, obviously not in the Super Bowl, but whatever. Um, you know, a good offensive team where they had to plan for so many different players that CJ Anderson kind of got forgotten about. And he had a, you know, he had a good end to the season. My pivot on that was about carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson is a fantastic running back when it comes to yards per carry, when it comes to making the most out of the least, you know, I know he got some flack, you know, when he was drafted by the lions in, you know, so early in the draft, but he proved last year that he gets a lot of yards per carry and he gets a lot of opportunities uh, to prove how fast he is. And uh, you know, the fact that he can catch the ball. So he averaged five point yards per carry last year. So mind you, he missed what from week 12 to 17. Yeah. He did not get the ball more than 20 times a game, 20 I carries. I yep. should say his most were 19. He had 158 rushing yards in that game. Yeah, he's he's an efficiency guy. Okay, he's not. You're not going to be looking at him saying he's going to get 25 carries a game every game. It's just not going to happen. That's why they signed C.J. Anderson because C.J. Anderson is going to be the inverse to him. But the thing I love about Carryon is his efficiency. Carryon for me is not in the help. He's not in the hurt. He is in the gray area of this offseason. He didn't get another you know running back drafted in front of him even even after patricia came out and said right. we are a run right you have daryl bevel coming out saying you know what as the new offensive coordinator here we are going to be a running first run first team which detroit that hasn't happened to detroit since barry sanders okay they haven't had a real yeah. running back since kevin smith i was gonna it. actually say him yeah so i mean they, they haven't had a good running back in a very long time and i think carry on johnson is just that Okay, Carry on Johnson is being drafted right now in the middle of the fourth round, beginning middle of the fourth round. He has the opportunity to catch balls in the backfield. He has the opportunity to average five yards per carry. Okay, so even at 200, only 200 carries, that's 1,000 yards on the season being drafted alongside the, the injured from last season, Philip Lindsay, the uncertainty surrounding Seattle with Chris Carson. I mean, I, and then Devonta Freeman right after. So it's like, do you take, yeah, do you take carry on or do you take Devonta? I mean, I just, I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, That's but tough I, right there. I do have, I have carry on in that gray area. I'm, I love him. I love him as a player, and I just, I want to see how it works out with CJ Anderson. How they, you know, how they see that the the run share being determined, you know, two hundred, one hundred, whatever it is. You know. He also after the bye week. He it looks like he averaged about like six targets out of the backfield as well. They threw three, eight, five, six, two. So they yeah. actually they they it looks like they wanted to use him more, and then sadly he did get hurt. But yeah, I mean he is a smaller guy. That's the thing about Carry On. But I think based on this offseason, it could have gotten worse for him. And you know the smash and dash now between him and CJ Anderson, the little bowling ball, and him. Um, I think it actually helped him in the long run. So I would have no problem um, taking, you know, him with my carry on Johnson with my, you know, fourth round or late third round, early fourth round pick. I think he has all that potential to be a, a top 15 running back. And my, my, my projections will show it when they are released, when we discuss them, we discuss our, you know, our, our stats, our projections, carry on Johnson. I can just put it in the books right now when all is said and done, 
July comes around, he's going to be a uh, top 15, top 16 running back for me. Wow. Yeah. Conviction at its finest right there. Only going where no man has gone before. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are people who have him high, that high. I, I do. Honestly, um, I, have, I have been seeing uh, some chatter about him on, on, on Twitter, on the Twitterverse. Yeah, I just, I love it. I love on Johnson as a running back, and I love him in an offense that, God forgive me, they, they suck at running, the, at, at running the rock. But with on, it seems like they want to feature him. He is going to be the featured player in that offense. So, Do you think Tariq or Mike Davis took a hit by them getting yeah. Montgomery. Now, he I was, was a rookie. That doesn't mean anything. I, mean, I was hoping we wouldn't talk about this. Um, I figure you got it. We got it. I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. That's because we don't know. That's the thing, you know? Yeah, I don't have an answer because before the draft came along and Mike Davis was signed, you know, no matter who you listen to, no matter who you talk to, you know, you knew that Mike Davis was now going to have an impact. He's a decent running back. He's a yeah. That, that Tariq Cohen was going to get his similar, you know, share. He was going to get his receptions. He was going to be super, you know, hyper-efficient. But then they add in, ugh, then they add in Montgomery, and that changed for me because Mike Davis totally. went from Mike Davis went for me from like a nice running back three or like a you know late running back two, early running back three to I don't know anymore. I don't know what's going to happen in that offense. I, same thing with Jordan friggin' Howard. In don't Philly. even get. I'm done. Don't I mean, is Miles Sanders? What's going to happen there? You have Corey Clement. I mean, what, it's just I don't like murkiness and at the running back position, especially Josh do, Adams, even. Yeah, I mean, I do like when wide receivers, there you pick the best of the bunch when there's four of them. But when it comes to running backs, I just don't like that. I want a bell cow. I want a proven, you know, efficient player in a good offense. And if I don't know going into the draft, then I, I'm not sure I want them. So that's how I feel about Chicago. Another guy, well, a guy stepping into a good situation, uh, Latavius Murray. Nolens. We could also yeah. say Jared Cook as well. I mean, I think New Orleans in general is a is a help. I mean, in, it, they've just gotten better since last year. Ten plus touchdowns for Latavius. Book it. Jared Cook, finishing top five. Yeah, I mean, even if he's not, I mean, I, I think he's still I think have a that, very good season. Tight end six to tight end eight, I'd be happy with him. It's, you know, but who knows? I mean, we've seen in the past that Drew Brees only used Jimmy Graham. He's never used the tight end since. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, that is correct. Yeah, hasn't used the tight end since. Uh, ask me how Josh Hill went. Yeah, okay, Josh Hill went great. Um, you know, it's he just doesn't use the tight end much. But Jared Cook is a good player, so I think he's going to be utilized. I think he takes a huge step up. His stock goes up by playing with Drew Brees, and same for Latavius. Latavius now is in a great scenario with uh, with Alvin Kamara, and you know. 10, touch, 10 touchdowns. I mean, while we're on the tight ends, I mean, I'm just, I'm scrolling through the, you know, this is all of our rankings right now that we're getting are based off mm-hmm. of fantasy pros. Just throwing that out there. Um, yeah. These are Vance, Vance McDonald. What do you, what do you think of his stock seeing that Antonio is no longer there nor Jesse James? Not that. Yeah. Was, I mean, yeah. I thought Vance was the Vance was the clear number one in tight end in that offense last year. Jesse James had two or three big, big games, but. It's it's a very interesting because of no Antonio. I think I, th- I think he's he's gonna he's going to need that other wide receiver, and I don't think he's getting it from what Eli Rogers. Oh, James, no James. I mean James Washington. James Washington is going much much higher than I would hoped he would. Um, you know, granted, he is he, the one that could have a breakout. 
Yeah, it is very early, but my God, is he going early? I mean, they have him in here. Right now I'm on Fantasy Football Calculator. Current ADP is 11th round, but no, 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 no. You're going to see James Washington in that, like, 7th, 8th round, I think, which is just bananas. It is coconuts. Coconuts. It is coconuts. Um, So, yeah, I think Vance McDonald could be a nice uh, safety and nice uh, blanket for, uh, for Big Ben. And that, you know, that maybe that third, even if he is the third option, even if he is, you know, that, you know, after, um, you know, you have Juju, you have James Conner, and then you have him, or even if he's the fourth, I think, you know, his value is going to fit his, uh, his abilities in that uh, Pittsburgh offense. So I, yeah, I, I don't think he gets a, I don't think his stock gets hurt or gets, you know, helped in this scenario. I think it's just a kind of a wait and see game for him. Here's Here's another one that's actually pretty interesting. So Jacksonville is a run first team. Can we say? I can't. I, I don't I, think I, I can say that. I don't. Right. I don't know. I mean, they still have Leonard. He goes down. They don't have, I mean, who's, who's his backup. They don't, they don't have anyone. Alfred blue. Who still really didn't show us anything. I have no interest in Alfred blue. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> so where I'm going with this, Dee, Dee Westbrook. Yeah. I, addition of Nick Foles. He almost made my list. He is a wide receiver 43 right now. Yeah, he almost made my list. He actually was like right on the cusp of making my uh, my help list uh, thanks to the addition of Nick Foles. And I kind of want to bolt him up, but I don't. don't. Wide receiver two? Do you think he could finish as wide receiver two? No, 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 no. Uh, Wide receiver 26, maybe 28. So like maybe that like high end wide receiver three, which I'd be very happy with. If I can get him at wide receiver 45 or 40 whatever um and i can have him finish as you know in the 20s shit yeah sign me up Um, (laughs) and then here's another interesting one actually that everybody's talking about damian williams they signed carlos hyde you think i mean do you think so now damian obviously he played last season but it's not like he started the entire season no, but he finished it unbelievably. He did finish unbelievably, exactly. But do you give someone like a Carlos Hyde a little like a chance? He's going to get drafted. I can tell you that. He's going to get. He's going to get a chance. He's going to be drafted for I mean, Kansas Carlos. City. Carlos, oh yeah, he's definitely going to get drafted. He he's a decent player. Um, I think he's going to get drafted. Damian Williams hasn't proven it over the long haul. Before this, he had been a journeyman, but he has a huge role in offense in the Kansas City offense. They are going to use the hell out of Damian Williams. Um, they lose, you know, the Tyreek Hill situation, while as disgusting as it is, we're not going to touch on that yet again. But they are lacking weapons. And Carlos Hyde could potentially be a nice addition slash compliment to Damian Williams. I'm not saying split. I'm not saying even close to a split. But, yeah, I think Carlos Hyde kind of benefits from being in a great offense now. So yeah, that's Kansas City true. Some yeah, some so those are some those are some guys who their stock was helped. Some some gray area ones. And there's some, so many more. Oh yeah, there we could go on for hours. We and could hours literally go on. That's what happens when you have a, a draft of seven rounds and you have a an NFL draft of seven rounds and you have free agency that takes place. This always happens. It's always going to continue to happen. So the the way I put it is that some of these guys are going to hurt. You know, another person's stock. Okay, that's just the way of the world. Okay, by them being a part of this team, by Jordan Howard sitting there in Philly thinking he's going to be the running back one, and then drafting Miles Sanders. He still could be. I mean, you still could be. Okay, that's we're also only in friggin' May, so that that doesn't help. OTAs are starting, then we'll move into training camp, and we'll know from there. But as we stand right here now, I mean, 
I just, this is all we can do it. That's all we can base it off of is this. So plenty of, plenty of other options. Um, but awesome. I love this topic. I love getting into some, some off season stuff that trickles into the, into the new season and why it may impact the new season. So but you gotta, you gotta look at everything. Like yeah. I said before, it's not yeah. just play it's coaches. Coaching is huge. Scenarios, coaching opportunity. I mean, it, it's a, there's a plethora of, of uh, different Like things. does Joe Mixon finish top, whatever, no more Marvin Lewis, you know, it's a, it's a different <laughs> scheme. So wow. that's yeah. your, like that's what people are thinking is, you know, so it's, you got to look at the whole picture. I agree. Uh, you want to tell us where they can find, tell the, tell the audience and our, our listeners where they can find us. Yeah. Um, our website, the We are on Twitter at the fantasy fam. We will be attending SportsCon, So remember that uh, SportsCon in Dallas, July 13th and 14th of this year, go to our website main page. You can click on the SportsCon logo and use our promo code to save 20%. Promo code is FANTASYFAM, all one word. Again, that is FANTASYFAM, all one word. We're, uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Tune in. Tune in, Radio yeah. Public. Yeah, we're on a, we're on a bunch. I'm, I'm looking into – I'm working on getting us on the iHeartRadio too. So. Wow yeah doing bigger and better things that's right uh, again another shout out to our uh our new writer for the fantasy fam mr uh, mr black mr joshua black mr. thank mr. you again joshua my man black. thank you very much what a wonderful episode this was this is the fantasy fam signing off